yeah, I don't want to go to jail for anything. I'm much too, like, weak. And you're pretty. You are listening to the Stand Up Dads Podcast. This is heck of boring. Yeah, it is. Let's try again. Yeah, calling us comedians <laughs> is a bit of a stretch. <laughs> anyway, hello, you are listening to Stand Up Dads. This is Rob. And Mike. I saw that uh, Burning Man is going on right now. <laughs> yeah. And I know it's supposed to be like an art festival, but I guarantee you anytime someone says Burning Man, the first thing that pops in your head is drugs. <laughs> I always think of it. I know I have a completely wrong idea of it, and I have a, f- a friend that um, her and her husband, they've gone for years. Mm-hmm. So from them, it seems like, you know, it's normal or whatever. But I always look at, think of it, what just in terms of like it's Sodom and Gomorrah or something like yeah. they're in the middle of the desert and it's like debauchery. <laughs> yeah. Debauchery? That's, is it? I think so. Debauchery or I debauchery? Think so. No, it's the same as Cran. You're wrong. No. Yeah, you were wrong there too. <laughs> but yeah, I just picture ecstasy and sex and, and the dust because it's so gross up Dusty there. Dusty, yeah. But anyway, so that got me thinking about drugs, which got me thinking about stupid shit we did as kids and mm-hmm. hoping that our kids don't make the same bad decisions that we did. Yeah. And I guess, you know, like dare was a big deal back then. Yeah. Like just we say didn't no. have it in our school. Pretty much it all came down to just say no. Yeah. And they would just yeah. try to scare the shit out of you. And I guess there's like proof that some of the st- scared straight stuff didn't work because once you did try it and realize, oh, I didn't try to murder everyone in my house once I tried <laughs> yeah. to join. It just kind of makes them go, well, what else are they wrong about? There was a comic named Louis Katz that did a whole thing about D.A.R.E. I'm going to play it for you right here. The other thing I didn't like in school was when they tried to teach about sex and drugs and stuff like that. Because they don't really teach you about them as much as they just try and scare you into never wanting to do either of them ever. Like when I was a kid, we had this thing called the, the D.A.R.E. program. That's where they have police officers come to your school to teach you about drugs. Very scary way to learn about it. The way it works is a cop comes to the front of the class. You know, he's got a mustache, right? (laughs) Some people will tell you that marijuana, (laughs) also known in the streets as pot, weed, herb, Buddha, ganja, chronic, sensi, mila, the sticky, icky, icky, trees, lime, Mary Jane, sweet, Lucy, dinky, down, bombalacha, and in the browner parts of town, la planta verde del diablo. (laughs) (laughs) Is not dangerous. Well, I'm here to tell you, if you ever come into contact with even second-hand marijuana smoke, you're going to start hallucinating and think it can fly. You're going to jump out a window. If you <laughs> smoke it outside, well, you're just going to run inside, find a window, and then jump out of it. Then you're going to be in all this pain. How you deal with the pain? Have to start smoking crack. And how you can afford to buy all this crack? I'm going to tell you how you're sick and penises in your mouth in exchange for money. So in conclusion, don't do drugs. I'll be penises in your mouth. I'll go to recess. Go to recess. So, yeah, pretty much once you smoke a joint and realize, oh, none of that happened, what else are they wrong about? I always loved, you remember the Breakfast Club? Oh, yeah, yeah. The part where they all get stoned together? Yeah. 
I always I love that movie. Yeah. But the one part that always bugged me, even when I first saw it, yeah. when the fucking jock gets stoned and he starts jumping around and around, I'm like, Who yeah. The fuck? I mean, was it laced with something? I know. Yeah. Yeah. It starts like trying to. <laughs> yeah. Nobody does that. Yeah. yeah. He's doing his own aerobics video. <laughs> fucking. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't have Dare. So I don't know exactly how they do it. We had Mrs. Case. <laughs> yeah, with her own case. Yeah, yeah she had I always case. thought that's why they called her Mrs. Case because she carried one around. And yeah, it was like this big suitcase that just opened up as a display thing. And it had like glass. plexi or yeah. real glass in it. Plexi glass. And, and behind it would be all the yeah, like, like needles and yeah. things to pictures show you. of oh. junkies and stuff. Yeah, and like they would show like an infected arm from yeah. up. And I don't know. That worked at least for me on the the needle part was. Seeing that was like, Dah. well, they started us on that like in first grade was the first time she came out to us because I remember, yeah, and mm-hmm. like, holy crap! I mean, so just making it aware. So I think it was, and we really went to a fucking liberal school, yeah. But I remember in eighth grade, I guess we were old enough. She's like, okay, now I have something. It's not marijuana, but it smells like it. Mm-hmm. So she burnt like this incense stick that just yeah. smelled like ass. It was like it smelled like burning hair. Yeah, and I remember the whole class going, "Ew! Why would you want to do that?" Mm-hmm. And, Anyone that's ever gone to an open mic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, nowadays. You now know. it's freaking everywhere. Well, I mean. For it's annoying, it's, yeah. It does not smell like burning hair. Yeah. <laughs> so they yeah. were just trying in every way, shape, and form. But it was good to know, you know, because they were just like, look, these are the bad things that happen with it. Yeah. They you know, know it, now that it's legal, it's that it still bugs me that you can go somewhere out in public and you have your kid with you and it freaking reeks. Well, you're weed. not supposed to. It's supposed to not be Not supposed done, to, like, but they're reeking. Or... Like, they're not even smoking it, but they reek of it. I've had so it from my kids. It's horrible. Like, Ew, a skunk. Yeah. Yeah, son, that's a skunk. Let's go over here. Yeah. You can get, like, a contact tie off of the freaking guy's clothes, you know? Yeah. Like uh, that. I, it's like, man. And they can't smell. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. The best thing that ever worked for me, because at our high school we had to do mandatory volunteer service. Yeah. Which is an oxymoron, but... I don't remember if I volunteered. You had to. You couldn't graduate. You had to get someone to sign off. What did I do? I I can't even think of what I did. A lot of people just got got someone to sign off. But I actually Mm. went to a place called Project Eden that was in Hayward. Uh It was a drug hotline, and they offered counseling and stuff, and they took me on. I was actually on phones. I mean, I had supervision. That was the best eye-opener because, well, one, probably not what they were looking for. I got better connections. (laughs) (laughs) But two, you kind of learned what really happened to people because you actually saw these people coming in. Yeah. And I'll never forget, they would have, um, so we were the hotline. It was like in an old uh, elementary school. And they would do NA and AA meetings and stuff in the other classrooms. Yeah. But someone would have to come open it up. So if no one was there and it was raining, they would come in and hang out in our lobby. No big deal. Yeah. You saw all sorts of people. And I'll never forget this guy. He could have been 25. He could have been 55. Just tweaker-looking guy that looked like Couldn't he'd had tell, a yeah. rough life. And he's like, hey, man. And I remember he was wearing, like, this dirty jean jacket. He's yeah. like, you ever do coke, man? I'm like, nah, man. And he's like, check this out. And he gets a handkerchief. You know one of those red ones, ah, like the bandana things? Yeah. Curls it up, sticks it in one nostril, and pulls it out the other. And it's just sitting there like this fucked-up mustache. <laughs> it's got snot on one side, and he starts kind of laughing. I'm like, oh, dude, shouldn't there be something in between? He's like, yeah, man, I did so much coke, it ate it all out. And I think every school should hire that guy to do that trick. Yeah. Because from that moment on, I'm like, okay, nothing in the nose, ever. Because I'm going to end up like this fucking clown. Yeah. But, you know, instead, 
just say no. Yeah. Well, um, I guess those commercials they did for like smoking when my niece, who's now like 15 or something, when she was little and my dad was still smoking before mm-hmm. he got off of it, he's outside smoking. She's probably like five or something. She mm-hmm. went outside and she's like, you smoke? And my dad's <laughs> like, yep. And she goes, you're going to get a hole in your neck. Oh, jeez. And then walks away. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> and he was just like. <laughs> I'll never forget. I was yeah. driving on 680, and I see this woman drive by. She was like in a Mercedes. Yeah. And she was smoking out the hole of her neck. Oh. And that'll make you, uh, that'll make you not want to do anything like that. Yeah. Because. Uh, yeah. I was just, I mean, seriously, show people, like, this is what can happen. Yeah. But And they also have to acknowledge that we've dabbled with stupid stuff when we were kids. Yeah. And not all times were bad. Yeah. There's a guy named Glenn Wool. He's a Canadian comic. Hilarious mm-hmm. guy. Here, check this out. But I'm not, I'm not trying to say drugs are, like, you know, take them or don't. Because I, I sure as hell know I've wasted many, many, many moments in my life taking drugs where, you know, I should have just let the night end. <laughs> you know, it's like five o'clock in the morning. You're like, well, call him. He's not going to come around and bring him now. Well, he's coming. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you ever get so high you get scared when more drugs show up? <laughs> <laughs> I might not be able to do this <laughs> unless it can be proven that I simply have two hummingbirds humping under my shirt <laughs> and not my heart at all. <laughs> it's my heart. I think I'm going to need that when I'm older. I'm trying to pull up another one. Uh, this one's from Greg Giraldo. It's one of my biggest regrets is I never saw him live. Because mm. I really think he was one of the funniest goddamn dudes ever. Oh, okay. But he sadly died of an overdose. Oh, shit. So, and here's Greg Giraldo talking about <laughs> drugs at the right time. There's such <laughs> a youth-oriented culture, you know? It's like, party when you're young, and then later you taper off, and you just kind of fucking miserably die and fade away, you know? It should be the other way around. Like, I think the drinking age should be 40. I think you should start drinking at 40, because that's when you need it. You should save it up, build a foundation, <laughs> and then get fucked up when you need it. Because, you know, when you're young, life is fine. Later on is when it gets fucking difficult. Like, my life is so much harder now than it was when I was younger. I want to be fucked up now all the time, you know? But I can't, because now I'm an alcoholic, and I can't drink at all, because when I do, I end up snorting crystal meth off a switchblade at some after-hours bar, <laughs> thinking, shit, I'm going to be late for my flight in the morning. Except it's like two in the afternoon and the flight was six weeks ago. And you're like, oh, shit, how did that <laughs> You know, save it up. Because, you know, the things... The things you do when you're, when you're young are not that bad anyway. Parties are fun anyway. It's the things later in life that suck. Parent-teacher conferences. That's not so easy. Parent-teacher conferences. Finding out your kid's a half a tard. That'd be, uh, that'd be a lot easier with some fat rails and a few shots of Jack in you. <laughs> What's that, he can't read? Well, maybe he's not a reader. <laughs> Reading's not for everybody. Maybe he's just frustrated by the fact that reading seems like such a permanent form of communication. Maybe he's a, uh, maybe he's a visionary. Maybe he thinks that thoughts should be conveyed directly instead of being downloaded into a hieroglyphic transcription. <laughs> or sex. You know, you always go out, get drunk to get laid or save it up for later. Later on is when you need the chemicals. You know, later when you've been grudgingly pushing your semi-hard <laughs> cock into the same woman for 25 years. 
That's when you need the beer goggles. Grudging. I would think at that point. Not when you're 18 or 19 and everything's more or less where it's supposed to be. It's later on. Let's face it, fucking old people's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> people always groan at that. It's disgusting to fuck old people. Even if you are an old person, you're still fucking another old person. <laughs> fucking old people's disgusting. I know, because I used to work in a nursing home. And it's, <laughs> it's disgusting. And it's, not, it's worse for women, because now with Viagra, guys are going to want to have sex forever. Can you imagine? I think you can leave it at... Laying there, the looking end. up at the hollowed-out shell of the man you married, some broken-down old dude with his sweaty, <laughs> liver-spotted head just wheezing and <laughs> his big, bushy eyebrows. He's looking down at you with his fucking saggy man tits are flopping around with tufts of gray hair, <laughs> smacking you in the face like, like two Santa Claus beards tickling your chin as, you, as he grinds his bony pelvis in you. Wouldn't that be a nice time for some ecstasy? Wouldn't that be a nice time to start rolling a little bit then, you know? You know, like, you know, it's just, shit. Well, this ain't bad at all. His two-foot scrotum feels like the tongue of God on my thigh. <laughs> the tongue of God. That's not so much for the kids, but... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I could just imagine doing a parent-teacher night. <laughs> just high as shit. Let's see. I don't want to make this just a clip show. Yeah, yeah. But there's some good ones in here. And then there's the ones where I've known quite a few people that were able to just do stuff recreationally. And I'm yeah. not saying it's an okay thing, and I don't want my kid to be that. But at the same time, we have to acknowledge that, you know, because I think everyone in their family has, like, a cousin or something or an uncle that does yeah. certain stuff, and the kid knows. It's like, well, uncle whatever does this. And oh, yeah. It's like, well, and yeah. they're not on the street or, you know, do anything like that. Yeah. Letting them know, you know, unlike the dare where it's like, if you even think about it, your life's ruined. You yeah. Know, just like, yeah, there are some people that are okay. Yeah. And there are some people that just can't handle it. The way I used to always think of it as a kid was like to try to avoid the things that have the option of being hooked the first time you do it. So try to stay away from, like, smoking a cigarette. Like, I yeah. saw how it was with my mom and my dad, you know, like, and that's one of the ones where it's like, it may not be the first one, but probably by the 10th one, you're hooked. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what that's why I, I stayed away from stuff like cocaine or heroin. I didn't like the option of, like, you've got alcohol where it's like, it can happen to you or it might not. Yeah. You know, it doesn't happen to everybody. Marijuana, it seems like you can get hooked on it or you might not. But you got heroin where it's like, it's going to be one of these times. <laughs> it might yeah. be the first one. Yeah, I don't know. Or it's going to be the third one, but you're going to be hooked on it. Yeah. You know, cocaine, you know, it's going to be one of them. You're going to get hooked on it and you're going to be dependent on it, you know? I've known a few people that have been able to do coke like over the years, like maybe once or twice a year and they're fine. See, that's crazy. Or so they say. So they but say, I'm yeah. Not, it doesn't mean I'm going to fucking do it. It's yeah. just kind of, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I just don't like the ones that, like, there's a huge possibility that yeah. right out the gate, the first time you do it, you could be like, oh, shit. Yeah. Now that was a mistake because now I need it. But <laughs> if you set your kid up to think that the second you do this, your life is going to be just fucked, and then they try it and they yeah. realize it's not. Yeah. You ran out of options because they're not going to believe you about shit. Yeah. Some people can take it. Some people can't. Yeah. I'm not saying try it and find out. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, recovering from that is awful. But yeah. Rogan has a take on that. Yeah. And people give pot a bad name, man. And it's because for some people, it's not the best thing in the world. 
right? People are like, oh, bro, it fucked up my brother's life. My brother was fine, then he started smoking weed. What about guys like him? Oh, you mean fucking losers? <laughs> oh, yeah, let's make it illegal. By the way, let's make hammers illegal, too, because if you don't build a house with them, you can't hit yourself in the dick. <laughs> if you're just fucking crazy, your brother's a fucking fat dummy. He never did anything right. If it wasn't pot that fucked that guy's life up, it would have been cheeseburgers and scratch tickets, all right? He's an idiot. He's an a idiot. plant that made him silly. That took him over the edge. I can't take it anymore. I'm eating too much food. Life is too much fun. Fucking, let me ruin it. That's nonsense. People go, oh, pot fucks up your memory. No. Maybe. A little. But the only memories it gets rid of are the ones you didn't need in the first place. <laughs> it keeps the important shit. It erases dumb shit. You're like, oh, I forgot what I was talking about. Good, because you were boring the piss out of me. <laughs> oh, you profound douchebag, waxing poetically about the universe. Shut the fuck up. Pot makes you remember the important shit. Like, you could get so high, you forget to call your girlfriend but you'll never get so high you forget how to use a phone. <laughs> See, it protects important memories. You never look at a phone going, what the fuck is this? You can't get that high, it's impossible. I've tried, mm -hmm. it's not possible. You could get so high, you could lose your mind and cheat on your wife, not even know what you're doing, just so high you lose your mind. You'll never get so high you tell her. <laughs> There's a big difference. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty uh, messed up. <laughs> <laughs> That's all a funny, man. And we've all run into people that just, and especially now that it's legal in California and everyone's smoking it. And yeah. Not everyone, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Doing comedy. Seriously, like the first half hour before a comedy show starts up, it just reeks like a fucking inside of a bong. I know. Outside. It's so weird. Like, how do people function before now? Because so, that is just so weird to go there and it's like, yeah, reeks of it. There's a show, I want to say it's a comedy spot, that they, uh, oh, God, I can't remember the name of the show. What they do is they get, like, a lineup of comics, mm -hmm. and they do their sets. They take a break, and all the comics smoke a bunch of weed. <laughs> and then they come back after and try to do the same set. <laughs> Which, to me, that sounds like it could be hilarious. No, that's funny. I don't know. I've never been a peer pressure guy. Yeah. It's, uh, ooh, you need to take that? Pause it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're back, and I think part of it is we got to clean up the message because you'll have, like, just say no, and then they're going to follow it up with a commercial for beer. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, which yeah. one is it? Some drugs are okay, some aren't. Yeah. Stanhope, you can't have a discussion about drugs without bringing up Doug Stanhope. Yeah. He has a thing. This is called Drugs for a Brave New Cubicle. And I'm going to put links for all this stuff. Okay. Um, well, I am not taking fucking medication for it. That's also where the ideas come from. I'll just pour some alcohol on that when it happens and try to even it out. You work with your promise. Fucking everyone's taking pills just because you're afraid of standing out. Or uh, I was terrified when my doctor told me that I had a unique and interesting personality trait. <laughs> but then he told me about new Zoloft and Prozac, and I just take three pills a day, and I blend into this fucking horrible inbred corporate landscape, and I don't care. <laughs> they'll they'll legalize any drug. So long as that drug keeps you producing. That's all I give a shit about is production. 
You're kicking out enough boxes at the plant? Well, go. It's whatever keeps you doing that. Keeps you vaguely content sitting in a cubicle. Go ahead. FDA approved. I have a job where I alphabetize insurance forms 45 hours a week, and I noticed I couldn't concentrate so well on my job, so my doctor put me on Adderall, and now I can just breeze through my workday. I don't even notice that my empty life is being pissed away underneath <laughs> fluorescent tubes. I have no highs or lows. I have no good stories. I'm just, uh, but I'm getting a lot of stuff done. I'm probably the most boring person I know, but look <laughs> at me produce. I just go A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, You're never going to take a pill for that. You're not concentrating because that's fucking boring and that's a natural reaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so. a natural reaction. And he's not wrong, but, and also, yes, I mean, it seems like if you're in the workplace, every place fucking does drug testing. Yeah. Well, it's funny, too, that it's always that way where it's, you know, the ones that, like they said, that'll mess up productivity, then those ones are the ones that are the illegal drugs. But alcohol, they ignore alcohol, how much it can wreck your life. Not just if you're alcoholic, but you you see how much they change, like, at least smoking in commercials and movies over the years they still with like the stupid vape pens it's Mm -hmm. like that opened it all up again for like kids to get hooked on it again yeah but it's funny because you can look back because i love animation so much like some of the early freaking hanna-barbera cartoons there Mm -hmm. was you know there's a flintstones one that's for god what is it lucky strikes or Mm -hmm. they used to do winston it Um, might have been a winston it was something Gee, Bonnie, they sure work hard. Like the ones, yeah. Are, yeah I love Winston. that one. He's like, I hate seeing them work so hard. Let's, Let's go out back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're just lighting up Winston's, and mm-hmm. yeah, that so was. You got cartoons doing it, but you also had the people look, and they still have that though with the alcohol. Is they always you still have it where it looks cool in the movies. Do you remember Underdog? Oh, yeah. Pop the pill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's why they don't have reruns of Underdog anymore. Yep. Give Which, me the super pill. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I loved Underdog. Yeah, well, that's also uh, <laughs> Super Chicken because he basically fully makes a martini with the secret sauce. <laughs> I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. That's that one that's, um, what is it? It was the same guys who did Bullwinkle. Okay. And it was Super Chicken, George of the Jungle, and Tom Slick were the, okay. was the show. Huh. He has a great theme song, too. It's like, when do you think you're... Because he was on but wait, So one day, it's like it sings apart, and then it goes, just call for Super Chicken. Book, 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 book. <laughs> call for Super Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and he has him. He's like, and he has a... Fred is his, like, sidekick, this lion. And he's always like, Fred, make me the super, the secret, you know, Jeez. sauce or whatever when he takes it. Nice. It basically is in a little martini glass. He drinks it and gets nice. his little super, super chicken. <laughs> Chickens yeah. are funny no matter what. Chickens are, like, guaranteed funny okay. in a cartoon, for sure. <laughs> okay, Fozzie Bear. <laughs> 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 we got to look it up. You got to play that theme song. That theme song is like one of the best theme songs ever of I'll a cartoon. Add it on. You uh, won't. You're like stupid <laughs> cartoon. You won't listen to here if I did or not. So <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Put the cartoon in now. I just edit it out. No, but I mean, but like pills seem to be like the big problem now. Yeah. With kids these days, because like with us, you know, we were in high school in the '80s. Yeah. And it was mainly pot and LSD and 
maybe mushrooms, and that was about it. We never heard of anything else. I mean, we heard yeah. of it, but we're, you know, like if you heard someone had Coke or something, you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, we kind of self policed. Yeah. yeah. And then it was also like you said, I think unless you had some sort of connections, mm-hmm. laziness would do it. Like, I think I tried LSD once and it turned out it was, it was fake. So there was nothing yeah. to it. And same with ecstasy. Like, we got it, and it was like, dang, that was fake, too. And then after that, I was like, well, I'm not going to try to get that again. That was a <laughs> lot of work, and we just got chipped. <laughs> you know, like, it's, <laughs> you got to really work hard or have somebody that... So I think that is also kind of helpful. Is to It probably helps to keep an eye on who your kids are hanging out with, Yeah, you know? But a lot of them are getting it from their parents. Well, Not now. parents are now, giving it. Yeah. yeah, now the pill stuff. Yeah, if yeah. you're going to have those type of pills, you got to hide that stuff. Like, if you have, um, God, what's that one the for depression that they give out and people, because my mom Zoloft. had that. It wasn't Zoloft. It's one that's, like, really fucking addictive, and they'll still prescribe it. We're going to have to cut this whole know. thing if I can't think of it. Huh, no, we don't. But yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of nasty shit out there. But yeah, I mean, but when we were kids, we didn't have that overprescribing problem. So if you were stealing anything from your folks, it was booze and maybe the occasional. Totally, yeah. Maybe the occasional dad had pot, but it's true. There was no pills just randomly in the house. No, at least in for. I mean, you might have a kid that had Ritalin or something, and it's like, ooh, I got high on Ritalin. (laughs) big fucking deal yeah yeah but pat oswald has a thing about parents and pills which kind of timely I, you know a few few months ago i had really bad insomnia like didn't sleep for four days and it was freaking out i hadn't slept so i went to my shrink and he said well look i will give you four ambient give you four ambient it'll reset your clock you'll be fine but they're addictive i don't want to give you too many so here's your four and, he, and it worked Four ambient. Then I went, I went back to Virginia to visit my parents, and my mom said, oh, you just flew in from the West Coast, uh, you, but you're pretty jet-lagged. Do you want an ambient? <laughs> uh, do you have, yes, you have, if you have ambient, I'll have an ambient. And she brought out a pill bottle the size of a police flashlight. This thing, <laughs> it was huge. And it, was, and it wasn't just Ambien. It was Ambien, Vicodin. It was this whole trail mix of... It was a whoops, all Crunchberries assortment of Oxycontins and... Wow. Holy... And she digs an Ambien. Here, yeah, I think this is an Ambien. I'm like, okay. What the hell? And then it, I realized, like, if I go to a doctor, I need some pills... They're like, well, you're 46. You have a couple of productive decades in you. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta be careful. My mom is at the age where she goes to the doctor. Hey, I can't sleep. Well, here's enough Ambien until you're dead. How about that? Stay <laughs> <laughs> away. No reason to come back. <laughs> How about a big hollow M&M's candy cane full of, uh, full of Vicodin? Doesn't that look festive? Yay! Yeah, look at that. Woo! If I want. If I want three Vicodin, I have to do the coffee is for closer speech from the beginning of Glengarry Glen Ross, my doctor. And I got to nail it. Maybe awesome. I'll get three nail Vicodin it. out of the guy. So anyway, it's just there is definitely a hypocrisy out there. Yeah, here's the one. Hmm. So this is the one that they had given my mom and, and my mom had to like get off of it right away because my dad was like. Yeah, I remember we talked yeah. about that. Yeah, so what was it? Xanax. Oh, okay. So here's what I looked it up. And they have ratings on here for the drugs of for depression and anxiety. And here's one guy that says, 
on here. For anxiety, I give it a 10, depression a 1. It's a very good medicine for, for I guess, GAD, whatever that is. It must be anxiety. Mm-hmm. But after a couple of months, you get addicted. If you stop, insomnia is terrible and brain doesn't function at all. So be aware of that. <laughs> yeah, no worries. <laughs> I like that. Be aware of that. You're going to be addicted with it a couple of months. Yeah, Getting off of it is horrible. <laughs> I always love the side effects on uh, you know, the TV commercials for drugs. Yeah. And it's always worse than whatever you're taking. Yeah. Kind of, we got to be straight with our kids about this shit. I mean, because we have problems... Like, Kim's had issues with, like, a shoulder, and they've given her pain drugs, and she doesn't like to take that stuff. Yeah. But we still have it. Yeah. So, I mean, I have it locked away. Locked up like a gun. Yeah. yeah. Basically. But it's there. And yeah. And funny, because I'm like, hey, you could probably make some money on these. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's no protections. Yeah. You know, they just give the stuff out. Now, like, there's drug companies getting in trouble, because they are acknowledging the fact that they're just over-prescribing the stuff without yeah. really thinking about it, like Oxy. For money, yeah. Apparently now heroin's a huge problem because of all the people that had Oxy. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's easier to get heroin than it is to get Oxy. Oh, my God. Wow. So, yeah. So, so you, Oxy, is that Oxycontin? Is that what they would Oxycontin. give them to help them get off of it, supposedly? No. Right? Oxycontin's a painkiller. Oh. So, someone gets a back injury or something, they're on workers' comp, they get Oxy, and then they get cut off because either they're supposed to be better or they it's just... done, yeah. And then... It's like, well, I still want Oxy really bad. And the doctors go, no, we can't give you that. It's addictive. Well, fuck, you gave it to you me for three got, months, you, you asshole. You got me addicted, yeah. So you got these stories of these blue-collar people that are just getting hooked. Shoot, white-collar people, too. Yeah. That are just getting hooked on heroin because it's easier to get. So. Well, hell, I even had to hide the those little um, coffee gummies that oh, we yeah, got. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I figure Oli could eat those, and those had so much freaking caffeine in them. Yeah. Like, it's going to, like, hurt her if yeah. she ate two of those, you know? Even that stuff, where it's, like, trying to... That was hilarious, though. So, there's a company called Seattle Gummy Company or something like that. Yeah. They had these uh, high-caffeine coffee gummies, and the, each yeah. one is, like, worth one cup of coffee. And we were at the podcast palooza and they had free ones on the table so mike <laughs> took four like in a minute they're like dude you need to stop <laughs> and they work because mike was like hey i think that show went really good what do you think <laughs> just like wrote geraldo talking about you know maybe my kid's under eater uh, so yeah that would be really dangerous yeah i had to lock mine away because i bought a box for the wife and, and well they weren't able to tell me to stop while i was there it right? says it on the packaging yeah. It says, do not have more than two packs a day. <laughs> two packs a day. <laughs> and you were like, hey, is there more of these? And they're like, no, please yeah. stop. Yeah, well, they told me after. that. It's just, that's all I could reach is I ate the two in front of my mic and the two next to me. Yeah. Or and you were I looking kept for more. Going. I, I would have ate the rest, yeah. Because you, my friend, have an addictive personality. This is true, yes. In dealing with this, it looks like, in everything I was reading, and again, I'm posting all the links for this, it seems like the best... Um, way to prevent your kids from having problems is to actually talk to them, leave it open. There's one, the drug talk, seven new tips for today's parents, where the old days it was just, you know, just say no. You know, they're like, dude, you can't fucking do that. Yeah. Um, Confront problems quickly. So if your kid's getting caught or suspected, they say, you got to talk to your fucking kid right away. And granted, they're not going to want to talk to you. But if you start talking to them when they're young, yeah, you know, they're okay with it. Because I saw someone posted something on Facebook. They're like, if you're not willing to listen to your kid about yeah. stupid shit, 
yeah. they're not going to want to talk to you when it's really important. Yeah. And that just punched me in the gut so bad because there's so many times where Owen will be like, and now I'm like, fuck. And yeah. then I remember that and go, yeah, tell me more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good with uh, Oli on that. Yeah, yeah. Well, lis- I'll listen to the whole day. I'll get mad now if she'll because she's starting at the new school. Well, she'll just want to not like just tell me like, oh, it was good. Yeah. And it's like that's different than what it's been. So I'll make her just tell me like, no, tell me the whole day, you know, because I like hearing her run through the day. And I know she's like she will say flat out like I don't want to tell you and mama everything because you're going to tell me I can't hang out with someone or, you know, and it's like, well, that's not necessarily true. Yeah, it is true sometimes. But yeah, yeah. most of the time it's just so we're aware of what's going on. And most of the time when she tells me stuff, it's like you knew better already. Like like when the kid at Mm -hmm. her old school got caught trying to escape the campus. Yeah. They were so stupid that they got caught. They were just like for some reason went behind the like Mm -hmm. dumpsters and couldn't climb the fence. She was like, they were stupid. Yeah. I would have done this. Yeah. (laughs) So I know she knows better. And she, at this new school, it was like she got, you know, she told me I got yelled at by the yard duty Mm because we went behind the thing we're not supposed to go behind. Like, yeah, and you knew not to go. You went just because these other kids went. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. Pretty much a lot of parents, their approach is, well, I'll deal with it when it comes up. Yeah. Well, if it's come up, it's too late. Yeah. So something's already, there's a disconnect there already, and they've already drifted off. You know, yeah. they talk about set clear boundaries and expectations. You know, let them know this is not okay. Yeah. You know, you saw this thing. Um, some parents f- tend to freely give out medications. Oh. <laughs> that cracked me up. Yeah. I looked at when yeah. we read this one, we circled it because I was like, mm-hmm. wait, what? Here's the quote. That. Yeah. Some parents tend to freely give out medications. They may say, oh, you have a toothache. I have some Vicodin. Here, use this. Who what does the that? What fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Who does that? Now, that's, I guess, you know, with, with that other clip, that, you know, he's an adult at that point. Yeah. You know, when his mom's like, have one of these. But, like, yeah. that's ridiculous. And it contributes like, if that's to that's true, the... that's crazy. Yeah, why don't you have one of these pills I have? Like, Yeah. And it makes kids think that, just because it's a prescription, it's okay. Yeah, or puts it in their head that yeah, instead of trying to, they're trying to sneak alcohol out of somebody's house, they're gonna try to sneak the pills out. Yeah, you know. And, but if they think if it came from a doctor and it's in a little amber bottle, it's okay. It can't yeah. hurt me because it came from a doctor, even though it could be the worst fucking thing. Yeah, but if they're like, wow, that was that felt great mm-hmm. or whatever, that's gonna now be in their head that if that ever comes up later. They're at some kid's house or whatever, and it's like, what are we going to do? And yeah. like, hmm, my mom's got this pill box. Yeah. Of Vicodin. And they talk about, you know, be positive. It doesn't always have to be negative warnings. Yeah. Like the dare thing. You yeah. Know, like they talk about, geez, this is scary. In 2011, 7.2% of eighth graders reported using marijuana. Yeah. And instead of focusing on the negatives, focus on the positive. Say, hey, 93% of kids didn't do this. Yeah. And it just kind of puts it, because, you know. That's why I got to watch, because, yeah, I mean, I drank in seventh grade and did weed. Did weed? Eighth grade (laughs) or something. Yeah. What's wrong with did weed? It just sounds old. Did weed. Uh, Man, I hate this time of our lives. Like, But why is it only me that has, like, I feel like sometimes, like, I want to know where does this come from then, because you were with me since first grade. I know. But what? did weed makes it sound like you're a Mormon. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they did weed. Why do I say things that sound like an old man already? Because you're an old man. Yeah, but you don't say it. 
Huh? No. And then how come I say crayon and no no one else does from our school? Because you're fucked up. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Where did it come from? I don't know. I need to blame someone. <laughs> you can blame yourself. <laughs> Let's see. Point out real life problems. So like I said earlier, everyone's got a cousin or an uncle that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> say, look at Uncle Bob. <laughs> this, yeah, He started true. doing coke when he was 14. It's like, oh, you know, because if you can actually see what actually happens. Yeah. You know, hey, remember Uncle Bob who got divorced and has three kids that don't talk to him anymore? Yeah. Yeah, why is that? Well, because Uncle Bob is an alcoholic that has substance abuse issues. And it's just, you're not saying you don't do this. Just say, hey, if you decide, that's the option you've got ahead of you. Yeah. And then sometimes kids, yeah, are looking up and seeing people that are like the opposite where it's like, I remember... In extended family, there was ones where the kids were looking up to some of the like younger mm-hmm. uncles or whatever that were, you know, selling drugs and driving a mm-hmm. BMW and, you know, to them. And they're like, wow, that's awesome. You yeah. know, it makes it harder to say that yeah. it's bad if they got somebody that's like, no, it's not. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, like I said, there are. Shoot. And like you said, if it doesn't mess with that person. <clears throat> then it's hard to ever have something to for them to look at, you know. Then it just becomes like, just you don't understand. It can go wrong, or don't do it. Well, I forgot yeah. to put in the clip, but Bill Hicks, again, one of those I wish I had seen. Yeah, um, he passed away like in the early '90s. He does a thing about I've had great times on drugs. To take that away, because all kids are gonna hear from people go, oh, it was so great. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And if you make it sound like it's impossible to, ha- you know, for yeah. And when they hear good stories, it's like, well, someone's lying to me. Yeah. You know, so if you give them the whole picture, it's like, yeah, it was great for a while. And then, you know, and he brought up, it's a great line. Um, you know, I no longer do drugs and my life is better for it. Yeah. And it would have been so much worse if I had gotten caught. Because, yeah, your life ends. I mean, you can't get a job. You can't, you know, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, about the real life examples, like we were talking about the dare where they just try to scare you straight without yeah. any real examples, just from a cop. Yeah. There's a woman, my wife listens to, or this woman, it's her YouTube channel, I believe it's called Juggling the Jenkins. It's this woman, she does a lot of parenting stuff. She does little skits and stuff. It's like kids in the hall for moms. Oh, cool. And she's pretty funny, um, but she did this thing that my wife sent me, and she's had an interesting story. I'm just going to put... A little comment she put in here. Hang on. I want to talk about drug addiction. Can we talk about it? It gets weird when I bring up drug addiction because there's like this stigma. I'm a drug addict. I battled addiction for 10 years. I even went to jail. I am a felon, but I'm so much more than that. I'm a wife and a mom and an author and a blogger and a vlogger. And I have five and a half years clean from drugs and alcohol. I want to talk about prevention. I'm not talking about D.A.R.E. classes, which is a great program, but I can tell you firsthand that when I went to a party in high school and somebody offered me a drug, I wasn't like, you guys can take your pills uh, if you want, but I took took a D.A.R.E. class in kindergarten, so (laughs) I'm good. That's not how it works. I went to a high school the other day to share my story, and they had like a list of rules of things I couldn't say, because apparently uh, parents get very upset when their children are subjected to things that could traumatize them. Okay, so I am here as an addict who has eaten out of dumpsters and been homeless to tell you that maybe 
it's a good idea that your kids are subjected to traumatizing things because it might keep them from making the same freaking mistakes that I did. I knew that drugs were bad, but I didn't know that it felt like your bones were breaking out of your body when you were withdrawing. I had no idea that one day I would be in a really dark place doing some really dark things for drugs. I had no idea that I would go from being captain of the cheerleading squad to dropping out of school two months later after I took a sip of alcohol because turns out I was an addict all along and I didn't know it until I fed it and it was too late. You have no idea what your kids are already being subjected to. Maybe subject them to something that could end up saving their life. Because here's what addiction, it's like this huge wave came crashing into town, right? And when it went back out to sea, it swept a whole bunch of us out with it. So now our loved ones are standing on the shore, looking out at us as we're drowning, completely helpless. What the heck do I do? They were just fine. How are they drowning in this addiction? Trying to save a loved one will kill you if the loved one isn't willing to paddle back. So I think that what we need to do is we need to get in there early and equip these kids with some life vests and tools to maybe not even be swept out in the first place. It starts with education. I am like, I'm so surprised that there isn't recovering addicts who are willing in every single high school talking to them about addiction and what it is can guarantee you that you can get addicts to come in there for free. Like you don't even have to budget it into the plan. We'll come. We hmm. love the opportunity to spread hope. If you're a lawmaker or a school person, teacher, principal, it's something to think about. Send a letter home to the parents. Say, hey, parents, uh, this Wednesday at noon, we're going to scare the crap out of your kids in the auditorium. So keep them home from school that day if you don't want them in there. And then cross your fingers that they're not missing out on a message that maybe would have planted a seed that they would have needed mm -hmm. later in life. Because addiction's not a joke. People are dying left and right. And I'm going to make it my life's mission to keep putting my big fat face out there on the internet. Try to cause as many ripples as I can in a positive direction. Something has to be done. And I am really glad she's out there. Yeah, that's a good one because it goes yeah along the lines with like what you said about the guy that you met. Yeah, you know, it pisses me off that they're editing her, you know, censoring. Yeah, her. just like look, let her tell the stories. Yeah, it's like hey, maybe if someone realizes, hey, you got to suck a dick for some crack. Yeah. Hey, maybe I don't want to do that. You yeah, know, it's kind of I don't know, or meth or whatever the fuck. Yeah, you know, because and and the thing that it does is it makes you the if you are the one that is prevented from seeing it, it makes you work <coughs> ten times harder to. Because I remember we had a thing where they showed the day after. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. It's a big deal about showing like what it would really be like yep. after a nuclear war. And my mom was one of the ones that didn't let me watch it. Mm -hmm. And then it was like made it. 10 times more to be like, well, what is it? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't probably would have been like, whatever, watching yeah. it. But then it's like, I got to see it. And it'd be the same with this. I think if you kept your kid home mm -hmm. and everybody else went and saw it, I think you'd a lot probably of it. make it way worse. Like, well, I want to know, you know, what is it? Yeah, and I think there's parallels with like the drug education and sex education. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kids are, you know, parents are like, no, just abstinence only. Well, that doesn't work. Just like, just say no didn't work. I don't have time to go into this. It's like 20 pages, but it is very full of information. Uh, it's called the Substance Abuse Guide for Parents. It kind of just talks a lot about uh, warning signs and symptoms. Like if you notice different behaviors, yeah. it tells you what to look for. You oh, know, that's it, cool. It even gives you a thing like by age, like oh. between, you know, seven and nine, talk about this. Between 10 and 13, talk about this. I would not do it justice, or we'd have to do a whole episode on this, and it would be boring as shit. Yeah. But informative, so I'm going to post a link to this. Um, but what if you read it stoned? <laughs> try that. 
tell you what. Do it kids, like that. don't do it. Do it like the comedy club. Look, read it one time even... sober, read it one time stoned, and whatever yeah. sticks, that's what you pass on to This your is kid. why you don't do it. Listen to this guy. <laughs> Make a, a fool of himself. So I don't think it's a secret. You and I have done stupid things in the past. Yeah, yeah. And I'm big on not being a hypocrite. Yeah. And I'm fully willing to be a hypocrite. Well, <laughs> inevitably, your kid is going to ask you, well, did you ever do drugs? Never. See, I can't. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's no, I'll probably tell her all the, yeah, the stuff that, yeah, yeah, this is what will happen. This is why you don't want to do it. Focus on. Well, yeah. They, so here's some of the things about, to, you know, if you choose to tell your kids about your past. Number one, don't give a lot of details about your past drug use. Yeah. So don't tell them about the great times you had. Yeah. <laughs> Just say, yeah, and point out the problems your drug abuse may have caused. Yeah. That would be a good one. It's like, you know, I woke up, I had no money, I didn't know where I was. Yeah. Stuff like that. Explain why you don't do that now. Hopefully yeah. you're not. Yeah. So say that you want your kids to avoid making the same mistakes you did. And obviously, kids aren't going to listen to that just because you said so, but at least it helps. It's like, look, yeah, I know it's there, just I don't want you to make the same mistakes I did. Yeah, And be open to whatever they say. It's like, well, you're a bad person then, because you did stuff. It's like, well, I was. You yeah. Know, but now I have you, and I have no, re- you know. Okay, so then it says, uh, let's see, parents who used to take drugs often don't talk with their kids about drugs at all. They're afraid the kids will copy what they did is a logical thing, but apparently there's been research and it shows two things. When parents tell their kids they don't want them to do drugs, the kids are less likely to do drugs because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I mean, there's still that little nugget of don't piss off mom and dad. Yeah. And then second, kids actually do want your parents' advice about drugs. Yeah. So about everything. It's not just drugs. I mean, you can use this for any fucking thing in the world. Yeah. Um, I will be posting links to all these. This brings us to the bad dad. Rock Hill father accused of exposing children to meth. Yeah, uh, Jesus. This was in South Carolina earlier this year. Rock Hill father facing charges uh, after he exposed his twin children to methamphetamine. The mother of two children was charged in connection. This guy was charged with two counts of unlawful child neglect, which makes me wonder, is there such a thing as lawful child neglect? <laughs> I know. What is the lawful child neglect? <laughs> We should let's look it up real quick. Let's see if there's something pops up for lawful while you're reading it. I'll look if there's a. They also threw in two counts of third degree assault and battery. There was a three month long investigation. Lovett and the mother were accused of drug use around their two children while staying staying at a motel. And you ever notice that like whenever it's parents that get caught, it's always both of them. Yeah. So it's just like what the fuck. If they're both together, yeah. Both the children and Lovett tested positive for meth. And they also busted them for shoplifting. And I guess they were busted again for child neglect. So it's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. If you're going to do what you're going to do, don't bring your kids into it. I looked it up. It doesn't have a thing on the lawful child neglect. Of course not. I wonder. (laughs) That'd be funny if it popped up and said that it's okay to make them sit. In their room with no toys and stare at the wall. <laughs> I'm glad you're not in research. It's all time, time. There's time limits. As long as it's no more than twice their age in yeah. minutes, they can sit there. I'm sure. Yeah. Allowable limits of humiliating your child in public. <laughs> you can make them as long as it's within. Yeah, no longer than their age in minutes. You can make them. <laughs> Lovely. 
at that. Email us, <laughs> the standupdads at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Animation or illustration, you can go to my website, which is pencilforhire.com. That's pencil, F-O-R, hire.com. Or uh, same on Instagram, pencil for hire. Have you updated your site? No. And that's hire. I've had people, people when I've spelled it out, have told have thought it's like it's h-i-r-e like hire someone yeah because i have people have said okay so h i yeah like want to take you higher they are fucking idiots (laughs) (laughs) and if you're listening my apologies but come on (laughs) Uh, anyway check out my side project uh gag on this podcast that's run by big nick we record every Wednesday at 5.30 at Blacktop Comedy Club in Rockland. We interview local comics, have a great time doing it. We just did one with Drew Schaefer, which was just a joy. Great guy. Give that one a listen. I think it's going to be a good episode. I think that is going to be it. Yeah, I think, yeah, because do you have anything come up where you're going to do any more uh, open mics or classes or anything? No, I just was at the punchline on Monday where you came Yeah, that was that. cool. That was fun. So for those of you that came out for that, thank you. Yeah. Uh, that was a good time and got to see some people I haven't seen in a while, which was really cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I should do a better job of promoting dates on here. It always mixes me up, too, of when is it coming out and when, yeah. you know, it, and is it going to be enough time? Like, if we had said it last week, they really would have had just one day. I know, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, we will catch you guys next week and just say no. <laughs> Bye. Bye.